0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Critics on a Bus. How are you doing, Paul?
1: I'm doing wonderfully. Cameron, how are you?
0: <laughs> Classic. I am doing alright,
1: thanks actually. I'm a
0: little bit, little bit worse for wear at the moment, but other than that, I'm doing wonderfully too.
1: Good to hear, good to hear. And we are churning out the reviews at quite the rate these days. And that's because there's lots of films coming out that are yeah. worth worthy of our attention.
0: <laughs> so what are we reviewing today?
1: So today we are reviewing A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, which is a film that stars Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers, Mr. Fred Rogers, who is a beloved... Uh, children's television host with his own program that ran for multiple decades. Every single American is aware of who he is and most likely grew up watching him. And it follows the story of a journalist uh, played by Matthew Rhys, who is asked to uh, write a piece on Mr. Rogers. And while learning more about Mr. Rogers and um, interacting with him more and more he is able to resolve some personal issues in his own life particularly with regards to a relationship with his relationship with his father mm. so yeah it's uh yeah as uh, like last time and like always from now on we're gonna start with some spoiler free uh talk we're gonna uh yeah we're going to be in a safe zone and uh, we're going to uh, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like and whether or not we would recommend this film. So what did you like about this film, Cameron?
0: I want to start off with what I liked. And this the reason I went to see this film was because of Tom Hanks.
1: Yes. He,
0: he has been on an insane run in the past few years of just knocking out performance after performance of just brilliantness. Mm. Um, and, he he does an exceptional job as Mr. Rogers in this film. It's a really distinct personality. It's you know very just oh, I, it's how I want Tom Hanks to be in real life. You know, <laughs> just the nicest guy in the world. Um, and I really did enjoy his performance. It's actually uh, I guess you could say it's also what I like least about the film is that there wasn't enough of him. <laughs> um, Fair enough. He, he was. Oh, I just, I, I, I'm just, I'm just captivated, captivated by, um, by him at the moment, and, um, yeah, I really enjoyed his performance. It's really strong uh, throughout the film. So.
1: Mm. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that one. I definitely agree with you on that one, and, yeah, for me personally, I thought that it. it so, <laughs> what's interesting about this film is that. There are certain things that it is difficult to hate. So you're talking about Mr. Rogers, who at least to Americans and other people are aware of who he is, is meant to be the most likable guy there is out there being played by Tom Hanks, one of the most likable actors out there. Yeah. It would be it would be pretty weird if someone came into this and was like, oh, I just hate either of those two individuals you know i mean like that that would be a sad individual if if that was the case um so uh, yeah again i liked i liked his performance i haven't watched enough of mr rogers to know how true it was no right but uh just coming in as a non-american i feel like he captured this kind of uh this very calm uh pleasant uh kind essence that i think really really worked and like you say you know perhaps there wasn't even enough of on the screen Mm. anything else in the category of things that you like that you'd like to touch on in this section
0: um i did i did like the the character's journeys you know the whole film is set about that um this basically investigative journalist goes to profile mr rogers um and he's very bitter, but through meeting and being exposed, to Mr. Rogers, he learns to deal with his own emotions, mm-hmm. like Mr. Rogers, like Mr. Rogers teaches kids to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that does happen. Um, and I I I liked the journey. Um, but similarly, again, there is there is what I liked is also what I disliked is that like I don't think it was developed enough, and that's yeah. because of the exclusion of um mr rogers there was not enough of the relationship between mr rogers and the journalist for me to really kind of get that for lloyd that's his name Mm -hmm. to, to build that enough for it just to be an emotional payout but it's also what was going for it and just building more on that would have been amazing
1: yeah no fair enough fair enough something else that i personally liked was the storytelling in that and again, I and this this will come up as as a big theme for me as we go on later into spoiler discussions and whatnot. But I feel like it was definitely targeted towards a nostalgic American audience, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that a lot of the way in which they intertwined the program and the film that you were watching would have resonated a lot more with someone who grew up watching Mister Rogers. Mm-hmm. But I felt like there were some pretty uh, some little neat storytelling flicks and flares in there with the way in which they used mr rogers program mm. to uh to tell the story so I, I appreciated that um but again if we're going into things that i didn't like then i agree with you on the whole underdeveloped point and again this will come up but i feel like there was a bit of a pacing issue in that there were times when I was I was conscious of how slow it was and that's that is a huge criticism coming from me because normally I'm I'm very okay with slow and ponderous and you know uh somber and you know one of my favorite films is Arrival so that just says everything really doesn't it so (laughs) yep (laughs) But yeah, so that would be another criticism for me. Do you want to move to whether or not you'd recommend it?
0: Yeah, I think um, I would. I would recommend it. I'm hesitant to say if I'd recommend it over some of the other films I'm seeing this week and next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would recommend it. It's it's a lovely film. I just think um, it it's just a bit too short to be a great film. Mm-hmm. I think they they rush it again. The your pacing thing and costs it to be like just oh man but i did smile throughout it so i would recommend it for Mm. a nice a nice a nice chilled viewing
1: Mm. i would recommend it sunday afternoon viewing Mm. I too, I I would recommend it. So the last film that we reviewed was Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it to everyone that I wouldn't recommend Uncut Gems to. <laughs> That's, they're like the polar opposite of films. Yeah, they you are. know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, this is, I would recommend this to my mum, you know? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's that type of film. It's meant, it's trying at least to be heartwarming and, uh, you know, There's nothing offensive or political in it. And uh, yeah, okay. shall we enter spoiler territory? Let's do it. Let's go there. Okay, so I want to keep up with the positivity on this one. And I want to I want to talk about the first point that we both highlighted, which is Tom Hanks and Mr. Rogers as a character. Tell me a bit more about what you were digging there. I just... It just feels
0: like he has a very complete personality, and he's mm-hmm. he's obviously taken. I imagine Tom Hanks has done his research and knows a lot about Mister Rogers and looked at all the interviews, and he has a very particular way of speaking, mm-hmm. um, and looking at you. Um, <sighs> I find myself whilst watching the film just smiling when he was <laughs> being Mister Rogers, you know, yeah. um, just just the just. <clears throat> just his nicety was just so um, heartwarming and just so kind of endearing. I I really liked it. And I was thinking after the film, I started talking to Ashley about how, when you think about what Mr. Rogers did as Mr. Rogers, it's not done anymore. You know, he Mm. he did a thing of teaching kids how to deal with emotions and hard topics and living life and coming to terms with all these different things. And he just loved people for being people. And, you know, that's something we don't have, these days and you know something that people really struggle with and so i enjoyed what he did and i thought it was really good that he did those sort of things and i just thought tom hank's performance was it just felt so character
1: Mm.
0: he he just he created a complete character about it and i really like that
1: yeah, I mean I I got an Oscar nomination for it as well mm-hmm. uh for best supporting actor and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about why it's a shame that it was best supporting actor because of the amount of time that he appeared because yeah, but um as in it's not a shame that it was best supporting actor because that is what it is, but it shouldn't have been. It should have been uh he should have had more screen time. But anyway, yes. I, <laughs> But no, I, I think you've really hit the nail on the head there with this. I, I, I think that it's filled quite an interesting emotional gap. This film, or at least I felt like it did for me, where, like you say, there isn't anything like this, or it doesn't seem like there's anything like this, so uh, anymore. And growing up, and even today, you know, children's programs are a lot more, uh, or at least a lot less focused. It would seem so directly on handling emotions, handling death or divorce or other difficulties in a really level-headed you know manner and and i think reruns of the show must still run today i mean i have american friends who are my age who who watched mr rogers growing up Mm -hmm. i think he went keep going into like into 2001 anyway Mm -hmm. um but from like 19 like 68 or something like that and and so but yeah but there is that it was it was well placed, I feel, yeah. this this idea of someone who helps people emotionally in such a way and in such a kind way. And there was a very kind of grandfatherly feel to him. And I think that, that uh, Tom Hanks deserves credit for that, like you say, for developing that character so well. However, like you say, you don't feel like he's in it enough. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more?
0: Yeah, I think... Because the film is based around Mr. Rogers, I just think that they set it up to be this sort of expose on almost like it could be an expose on him and that the that Lloyd has a real kind of stick up his butt and that he really wants to do something different and he struggles to just like just write a puff pieces and that, you know, the whole idea the whole premise of the film is that Mr Rogers changes Lloyd just by his personality. But I don't think we got enough of their relationship for him to have such an effect mm. on on lloyd and i think that what he does is he he just doesn't seem to be around him long enough to create such a personality shift mm. and i think i mean i found the editing choice of making it almost like a a program of his like like mm-hmm. a, the the film is set almost like it's just an episode of his show mm-hmm. and i find that really interesting And that's what I think means they didn't develop and look at the relationship between Lloyd and Mr. Rogers enough, which is what I think potentially might've cost it a little bit. And and just the fact that like, you know, we don't get to see them develop between each other and they just sort of, you know, he just sort of changes overnight, you know, and it's just a bit.
1: hmm. Yeah. Well, let's move into that because I think that, yeah, you're, you're touching on bigger problems with the film as a whole. And, and these are, these are the views that I share as well. So, the idea of posing it as if it is an episode of um, uh, I don't know what it's called, "Won't You Be My Neighbor?" or So I don't know what the actual show was called. I think it's something like that, "Won't You Be My Neighbor?" And is it's like a little, it's a nice little nostalgic flourish, I'm sure, for a lot of American viewers. But it 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 kind of it's like, well, okay, but this isn't a children's film. This isn't something that ten year olds are going to be watching and enjoying. Mm. So cool, use it as maybe a nice little kind of flourish and then do it like a proper film. But instead it was it was almost on the same emotional level as not not quite, but it but, but it was it was underdeveloped and, and simplistic, I felt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like you, like you say it's I don't feel like they properly explored that relationship. Uh, between lloyd and mr rogers i feel like lloyd's arc with forgiving his father was pretty i was pretty deflated by the end of it i felt like it just it, it, it it didn't feel actually all that deep and him forgiving his father didn't feel particularly monumental at all and it was just i don't know
0: it felt a bit too much like a snap of the fingers and everything changed yeah yeah um and yeah i think that really sort of because of that kind of lack of relationship and that lack of focus on their dynamic and instead they wanted to look so much, so show us so much how lloyd was broken that they never really got around to fix him they're like oh they're like oh crap we've got 10 minutes to, like 10 minutes to fix him that's just epiphany moment boom and i think this film deserved more than just that that little light bulb moment of, of lloyd it deserved something better and it didn't doesn't, doesn't get it.
1: Yeah, they also attempt to explore a little bit, you know, this this idea of is there a dark side to Mr. Rogers? Like so, and I think that it definitely would have been the wrong thing to kind of like ruin people's childhood and be like, "Oh, actually he he was a dark man on the inside" or something like that because one I don't from what well, I've seen, it doesn't seem that's true, like that's true, yeah. but two, that's just, it's not the film that anyone wants, but they, they try and touch on this idea that, you know, no one is ever perfect. And also this idea that because of how he, how he interacts with so many people who are going through so many difficult things, how he himself must bear something of a burden and how he has to escape from that in certain minor ways. So whether that's swimming, whether that's, uh, playing the low keys on a piano that little thing came up and Mm. came up again at the end uh you know or whether it's playing with the puppets as a kind of a little distraction almost i you know okay so there's a uh, there is a difficult side to his life but i feel like they almost they dip their toe in the water a little bit with that one i feel like it It was kind of like, okay, he's an investigative journalist, so he might dig up some stuff, but wait, that's not the point. And the whole point is is that he can't dig stuff up on Mr. Rogers. But he does have that side to him, but we're gonna give you a tiny, tiny bit of it. And yeah, make it look like he is actually basically perfect anyway. I mean someone who gets a little angry occasionally and therefore swims or plays the piano. (laughs) <laughs> I mean that's as perfect as it gets, really. So, yeah. like, it's not like I was looking for some big kind of like unmasking or anything, but it's just interesting that they like struck that chord, but so briefly. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah it's it, it is a it's a real shame to be honest. They just sort of
1: mm-hmm.
0: waste the talent of Tom Hanks on mm-hmm. just a really ironically underdeveloping their title character
1: even though his performance was so developed that was so that was what yeah. was so frustrating about it was that it felt like he had properly put the effort in to to get into character to truly kind of be mr rogers and then the, the script in the story let him down
0: i mean this film is 109 minutes so it's not even two hours barely two, one hour and a half and it could have been over two i think
1: yeah if they would have properly developed it
0: yeah yeah it sounds like we've gone into like massive moaning mode <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry for
1: all the whining everyone, uh, about <laughs> a film that's that. meant to be so pure and so... <laughs> yeah.
0: i think with that though going back to your oscar talk earlier he got he got a nom as a supporting actor
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I i just don't see why he wasn't main actor in the film i don't see why they focused on lloyd over him
1: yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of I guess I, so this is this is what my theory at least, So I guess the whole point is is that you're meant to almost be putting yourself in in Lloyd's like Lloyd is like the audience mm. member that you know you're meant to be empathizing with him and then it's meant to be about your relationship to Mr. Rogers or the Mr. Rogers type figure, all the principles that Mr. Rogers is espousing. And so you feel like, Oh, okay. I'm kind of like Lloyd. I have an issue of some sort, even if it's not the same as his. And it's as if I'm sat there being counseled by the wisdom of Mr. Rogers, because it wasn't about Mr. Rogers arc. And it wasn't about his, um, his, personal life and his in terms of mm. that wasn't the main focus but the thing is though is that it's being sold all of the posters are of tom hanks as mr rogers and
0: yeah
1: it's called a beautiful day in the neighborhood because you know uh, that's a reference to the show and people are going because it's about mr rogers and so they might feel a bit shortchanged.
0: i certainly uh, did i think a little bit mm. i think i certainly did feel a bit short after that sort of revelation but moving on a little bit, I want to talk about their interesting editing choice.
1: Mm, yeah. uh,
0: now, you said that you like this. So um, oh. talk to us a little bit about the whole idea of basically setting the film in the show.
1: So I, I did like this to a point. So uh, I don't want to backpedal too much here. <laughs> but, but so so I I liked... The fact that it started out in that way i wasn't expecting that i didn't know that that was the storytelling device that they were going to use so i starts out like it's an episode of um whatever won't you be my neighbor i'm just going to call it that now i can't be able to look it up but um and and so it's like he is talking to the audience Mm -hmm. and he walks in and he sings the song and he puts on his cardigan and his shoes and whatnot and then you know he opens the uh, this little window and shows a picture of Lloyd and explains you know today we're going to be talking about his story and I thought I, I like that and then I liked that they would use like the little models of the city and the mm. cars because it was just unique you know what I mean it had that unique feel to it and I, I think that a lot of the music that they used as well was from the actual show itself and I thought that it was an effective way to transition between things. I felt like it gave the film a consistent feel. And when they, for example, went for like the bit about showing how magazines are made. and stuff, I don't know. I felt like they were nice little flourishes that were like, oh, yeah, because this is about a guy who, you know, who is doing a kid's show. Where it got a little bit weird, though, was dream when... Dream sequence. Yeah. I... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I felt like that is when the consistency started to break down, because if if they were doing it, they'd already broken the fourth wall, you know, and it was already like he was addressing the audience and it was already like an episode. So they could have just seamlessly transitioned into that or done bits that were like that. But instead, they opted for this sort of weird bit where. Lloyd is hallucinating, and keeps thinking he's seeing Mr. Rogers, and then he has this dream sequence where he's this rabbit. And again, that might have more significance to American viewers imagining themselves as if they were in the show. And maybe that's a reference to a particular section of the show. I don't know. But but it was just a bit trippy and a bit weird. And I was like, OK, this is kind of creepy. I don't it's not having and this is meant to be like a an emotional part, but it's not. I Yeah i don't know
0: what you thought it sort of came very left field because like i mean through the whole of it we're just like what is going on (laughs) um and i was so confused as to when he started hallucinating and when he didn't in terms of Mm. did he go to did he go to pittsburgh and was he like actually on the show and did he faint like on the set
1: no i well i don't know and
0: and that's the thing like that's it's it is actually quite confusing
1: it's a bit ambiguous isn't
0: it yeah and yeah i found the whole just kind of it, it felt almost like the whole most random hallucination was just a bit like where has this come from and why is it he- here you know and um and yeah it just got a bit weird from that moment that moment on um i mean i got that it was a, it was a, dr- a dream sequence but it just it felt very out of place
1: yeah well it was inconsistent because because yeah it was so a dream sequence is a dream sequence and the whole point of a dream sequence is that the audience is like oh what's going on and then it turns out oh it's a dream sequence and then it's still consistent with the narrative but that is different to what they were doing throughout the rest of it which was using the model pictures like the models of the trains and planes and whatnot and having little bits of it like it was an episode it was like they were like two different things but i think it was almost like they were trying to
0: they also just sort of blend never, them together. they also just never explain it
1: yeah oh the dream the dream sequence or yeah yeah no it's just like kind of why uh... did
0: he why did he start hallucinating why did he pass out
1: i don't know he was tired or something <laughs> that's what happens to everyone he's tired right yeah, you pass out yeah. and then you dream of mr rogers <laughs> yeah Yeah, no, it was a bit random in that respect, wasn't it? Yeah. But but what annoyed me was that it was it was random and creepy and weird. But it it was at that point in a movie where normally that's when the big realization comes, or you know, or like not the big realization, but it was like you know it was placed at a point. It was like three quarters of the way through, Mm. and it felt like it it should have been this really poignant moment, but it instead just kind of took me out of the film, and I was like what like and i was looking at hannah like what is it <laughs> like, yeah. yeah
0: yeah so that I was think, a shame it, it was and i think if i think i know i know for me Ashling found the like the editing the in the side of the show really weird and very kind of like just kind of disjointed i i was okay with it like i got what they were trying to do mm. but I, I could see that choice not being everyone's cup of tea yeah I could see like like almost the scene transitions being the sort of fake city, the Mister Rogers city, and for people find people could probably find that really like almost just cheap and just sort of throwaway. Mm. So whilst I could see what they were trying to do, I could see it not landing well with everyone.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'd be interested to speak with some Americans about this. Yeah, see whether they found it touching and nostalgic or whether. They thought it was a bit of a nuisance. Uh, just a, a question. Did you, fi- did you find yourself resonating with Lloyd's story? Because I struggled to emotionally connect with this movie as well. And I don't know whether that's because of the choice of narrative they went for, like child forgiving, forgiving parent. It was just a little bit heavy handed and not properly explored enough. It was so it, it was just... You know, he was upset with his dad Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because his dad, you know, left the mother when the mother was very ill before she died and also had, you know, cheated on her and whatnot. And he was upset about that. Mm -hmm. And his big job for the film was to forgive the father. Yeah. And he forgave the father. The end. Like, I don't know. I just I was like, uh. OK, so the whole point is, is that he should let go of his anger and he should, you know, forgive the dad, particularly given that the dad gets ill and he should, you know, whatever. I was like, oh. I don't know. It just didn't resonate with me. I feel like the because the whole point of the film seemed like it was meant to be an emotional, personal journey. And I don't feel like I don't feel particularly affected by it. I like I don't feel like I've learned that much apart from some of the some of the like the scenes with mr roger where you felt like he was spitting wisdom but like i don't know i just didn't i, I felt a complete disconnect from the main <laughs> character in the story Just didn't do it for me mm. yeah
0: just well i think i think that i think it was almost intentionally a tough subject and like a heavy subject because mm. that is one of the almost the charms of mr rogers and that he can deliver and help you conquer these really tough subjects mm. when you know no one else teaches you to do it and it was a little bit about lloyd almost as a almost as a man like learning to speak and confront his feelings and like talk about them and that that's yeah. okay but if you don't come from a home or a background where you need to you, you know you if you have a, a loving family and you know you, you don't necessarily have to forgive people a lot because nothing really goes wrong then Mm -hmm. the story won't have much impact to you because you can't relate to it i mean everyone gets angry and needs to forgive someone yeah but i guess to the extent that they that 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 story is set up it can be hard for people to relate to it but i think i do think that the intense nature of the story is designed that way because that is one of the unique qualities of Mr. Rogers that he can deliver conversations and help you understand such hard topics mm. so easily.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I, I can't quite put my finger on it because the thing is, is that I watch, I've, I've watched other films mm. like say Arrival, Arrival, you know, a big part of Arrival is it's about a mother's relationship with a daughter. Now I don't have a daughter and I'm not a mother, but I still, I I almost got you get that second that that kind of like removed still emotional attachment where you can relate it to other things I don't know I just I yeah I just I just didn't connect with this
0: I think because because the the resolution of the story is so quick
1: yeah probably and so
0: kind of uh, like it's so unlayered it's it's not a complex resolution it's a very boom there you go he's forgiven him sort of thing I I had a little cry in a park I'm good now you know,
1: thought you were talking about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
0: well,
1: like,
0: so he met he and his wife. They had a, she had a little cry with her, and then he's good. He's ready to go and forgive everyone.
1: And and you wonder because sometimes you know uh, films things are less emotionally complex because they're for a younger audience. But this isn't for a younger audience. But then it's not complex enough for an adult audience. It's just in this weird kind of limbo where I just I don't know what it was trying. Like, yeah. This is a very negative review. I was...
0: <laughs> and it's funny, the thing is, you said, let's let's keep with the positivity.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And then we've really slid into the negativity. Yeah. Maybe we need to take a leaf out of Mr. Robert, Rogers' book. Um,
0: so grateful.
1: Yeah, no. But it wasn't all bad. It wasn't.
0: It wasn't. And like the thing is, uh, like I said earlier, is that I did find myself throughout the film just smiling. But maybe that is just at the performance of tom hanks maybe that was just so good i found myself smiling all the time but i think it was a decent film but the emotional payout wasn't there or wasn't what we wanted it to be i think maybe that's more
1: yeah i want to talk about one more thing and then you can mm-hmm. add anything else if you want but uh, before we get to summaries and scores but i'm curious what you thought about the moment the one minute of silence moment because again i personally it was like slightly a misfire but i felt like it could have been like basically obviously so what happens is is that he's sat in a cafe with lloyd and he asks lloyd to take one minute to i can't remember the exact wording but it's something to the effect of ponder the people who have loved you into existence or something yeah like that. yeah which again kind of i spent a lot of time thinking to myself wait what does that mean or i love me into being i think that was it It's like, wait, so my parents, right? Because into being like, what? And then whilst I was trying to work out what they were talking about, I realised, oh, looking at the screen and realising that everything was completely silent. Oh, this is meant to be a a rhetorical device here. And they're actually doing a minute of silence. And the camera kind of slowly zooms in on Mr. Rogers, who is looking you directly in the face with a very well-played kind of understanding look. Now, I think that the idea of that kind of audience participation in principle isn't bad and i feel like it could have been a much more profound moment at least than it was for me but i feel like one it should have been posed as a better question so like so that i wasn't fumbling over what what the heck it even meant and two i feel like it should have like fed better like it, it should have it should have it felt so detached from the film it was like oh okay so now we're trying to make a really poignant point but like there was no proper like lead up to it and it was a bit of a random time in the film and i feel like it was again it was trying to be a big moment but it wasn't because i felt like it was just lost in the rest of the narrative so i i just don't feel like it did what it was trying like probably trying to do mm-hmm. and i end up just having an awkward staring contest with tom hanks um, <laughs> i feel like his his expression was was very lovely and i feel like Like I say, the idea itself isn't a bad one. I just feel like the execution just wasn't there. I don't know, maybe. Was it a big moment for you?
0: I was confused at how they were playing it. Whether it was, like, everyone just sort of listens to Mr. Rogers in real life and, like, no matter where he went, people just did what he said or whether it was meant to be sort of, like, they were drawing your attention to to just take the minute and trying to force the audience to take the minute to sort of go through the therapy with Mr. Rogers and Lloyd mm. by making everything go silent. And because I was trying to take because I was trying to figure out how they were playing it, um, I think it lost something a little bit there, but
1: Because whichever way they were playing it, you clearly weren't getting it. So like, <laughs> that's how I felt as well. Like it was like <laughs> Yeah. It but
0: it was interesting. It was just like because you know we've we've already had the scene where people sang to him on the subway. Mm. Um, so i was trying to figure out like so are the the other people in the restaurant just listening to him and going oh that's a great idea let's take a minute too or or was it like a weird sort of fourth wall device that is designed to you know force you to think about it too and i I just couldn't quite marry what it was
1: that's because it felt inconsistent that's the thing i felt like they didn't the people doing the writing and the directing and whatnot didn't even probably come to a conclusion on which of those two it should be so kind of try to make a hybrid but then it was neither like because the whole staring at you at the audience yeah. suggests it's a fourth wall thing but then the 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 fact that the people in the restaurant were all looking at him and kind of like you know oh like you know clearly catching on to what he was doing suggests that it could have just been them like the people in the subway or whatnot just being aware of mr rogers being there and thinking yeah. oh that's a good idea so it's like mixed messages. That then yeah. combined with whatever the heck pondering the people who loved you into being means. I was just, I don't know. It was just. a I I don't have, I can't. don't. I didn't
0: have an issue with the question. I had an issue with how it was delivered.
1: In okay. terms of well, how both.
0: how <laughs> they how they set the um the premise of whether it was with everyone else going silent.
1: Oh, yeah, it was just a bit of a mit- misfire for me.
0: No, I think it's time for Paul's Critics' Corner. Oh
1: yes, that is what it's time for. Right, welcome to Paul's Critics' Corner. So, this is getting very positive reviews, mainly from the critics, but the audience is also reacting pretty well to it. It has an 80 meta score, nice. very, very respectable. Uh, again, 185 reviews, so pretty pretty well set, it's hanging at a pretty solid 7.5 on IMDb, which again, very respectable. However, Rotten Tomatoes is where, really where it's coming, uh, coming into its own. It's got a 95% uh, critic score and a 92% audience score. So a much more kind of married score there than, than uh, Uncut Gems, which we looked at last time. Mm. So it's, it's getting a lot of praise uh, a lot of it centering around Tom Hanks' performance, mm-hmm. which I think is, is fair. And I'm curious whether the Americanness of the audience and the critics is contributing to the high scores, whether we are missing out on a certain nostalgia factor that is there for them. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if you're American and listening to this, we would love to hear whether, you know, this really resonated with you uh and if we're missing something because of that uh so so yeah no but it's doing very very well
0: right i guess let's let's talk about our final thoughts or summaries of the film mm-hmm. i i i i enjoyed it oh, my voice weird then um i enjoyed it i thought that i i did find the editing choice interesting in that I wasn't quite sure about whether or not I was okay with them setting it in an episode, especially because they change whether it's in an episode or not an episode a few times. Mm. Um, so I, I I wish they kind of just stuck with one and, and, and ran with it. So I did find that a bit difficult. But I thought Tom Hanks was fantastic as he has always been in the past few years. Um, a stellar performance from him. Um, like we said i don't think they explore the relationship of mr rogers and lloyd enough Mm -hmm. and i think that is the ultimate downfall of the film Mm. Um, i think you know the overall production value and everything was good and solid but i just think they missed the trick with the storytelling and they didn't develop the relationship that really should have been the focal point of this film and they they really underuse tom hanks and i think that really lets it down for me but again you know like like we said and like you just said it could also be our lack of nostalgia because we don't know who mr rogers is because he's not a thing for us um here in britain that we might not connect with it as as much as americans do Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so i'm i'm playing it fast and loose with that because i might just not have the personal history of the show. So all in all, it's pretty decent, but the the this the core of the story was um was off. It was it was off balanced and I think that really led it down.
1: Um Mm. it's a
0: shame and I think it was because of that, it was too short. It didn't give us enough time to look at what we should be looking at in the first place.
1: Yeah, I mean it's difficult for me to add much more to my summary. I feel like a lot of what you've said is basically where I stand as well. You know it was it was pleasant, pretty harmless, you know uh, nice. I liked Tom Hanks uh, like you say, it was underused, and it it suffered because it felt underdeveloped, and I don't feel like I properly emotionally connected with it, and there were some inconsistent editing choices i I did like the beginning i i did I personally was okay I liked the the models and that kind of feel and the music and whatnot but but yeah, no, aside from that, I, I was a bit disappointed with it. Mm. Uh it's not awful, but I yeah, I was disappointed. Okay. Scores. Put a number mm-hmm.
0: on it. Do you know, I, I've throughout this whole um recording I've been debating what I need to be putting this giving score giving the score. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost feel really bad for what I'm about to say.
1: <laughs> it's like you're insulting Mr. Rogers and Tom Hanks. Because
0: I want to give it more because of Tom Hanks. But I just think, you know, listening to what we've actually been saying to each other. I think I've got to give it a six. Oof. Um, And let me, let me explain the bus to help you understand what kind of six it is. Okay. This is a good, solid double decker. Mm -hmm. it is a it's an on-time bus it's um, well fitted it's a usb wi-fi charging enabled Mm -hmm. bus you know it's one of the top range ones that we currently have all all the windows are closed so you're not you're not too cold (laughs) (laughs) Um, and there is there is enough seats for you to sit on comfortably there's no screaming children or or people taking the mick or anything it's just it's a nice very pleasant Great bus, you know, it just um but I think it's a forgettable bus. It's a bus that'll just fade into the memory of our whole bus journeys. Mm.
1: Um
0: so it's a solid high sort of number we're going mm. for. And I, I wanted to give it more and I was thinking of a dead seven. Mm. But you know, I won't I wouldn't watch this film again in a rush or 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 even at all almost, even despite Tom Hanks' performance. And I think the off centerness of the story really Drags it down. Mm. Maybe I'm being really too harsh.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. And I wasn't toying all in my own mind when I came into this because I was going to give it a six as well. Actually, a bit Mm -hmm. lower, lower six than than yours. Single decker, pretty plain bus, pretty forgettable. Yeah, it just it just didn't it just didn't really float my boat. I yeah, a six. That's that's what I feel it's worthy of. I feel like a five. Five is entering like territory of like actively bad stuff you know i you know but yes yeah, so i do not feel like i could quite i could quite go that low but but a six seems worthy uh it's over halfway but not much it just didn't yeah just didn't do it for me yeah, I, was expect, I was expecting a lot more yeah
0: i think the the distractedness of their their storytelling really affects it
1: yeah i think you're right
0: yeah which is a it's a real shame it's a real
1: shame it is and there you have it folks on that bombshell (laughs) now. it really is actually i I genuinely think it's a bombshell for this yeah so uh if you disagree if you think it was fantastic let us know and if you you know just skip to the scores then uh now you know (laughs) And if you've just a review, then sorry that it was a bit of a deflated one, uh, but, you know, we strive to be honest here on Critics on a Bus, and this was our honest review that uh, pulled no punches and ultimately landed on disappointment.
0: And but, if, you, if you are that, that, we know we have some listeners in America, so please do mm-hmm, yep. re- reach out to us and let us know if mm our lack of mr rogers connection because it's not a british thing Mm
1: -hmm.
0: has affected our view of the film i'm really interested to see if Mm -hmm. as an american audience if it sells way better because of the nostalgia so do contact us let us know
1: yes please do let us know and yes we will see you in the next one see you in the next one thanks for listening don't forget to check us out on facebook and instagram we'll see you next time